Well, here we are again, this time after a wonderful three-day weekend. It's hard to get the motor running after one of those. Did you have a good uh, Memorial Day holiday weekend? Hope so. Saturday, what did I, what did I do? I uh, did honeydews, mowed the grass. And uh, Sunday, what did I do? Ah, smoked. Got the smoker fired up. Did some smoked chicken and uh, Monday burgers. Burgers and dogs. Didn't get a chance to take the boat out this weekend. It was too windy. I don't know where all this wind's coming from uh, right now, but uh, man. I mean, we're talking 25, 30 mile an hour gust. Just not my idea of a good time to get out there on the lake with my itsy bitsy bats boat. And Try to fight that all day. That does not make for a fun day. I am waiting to get some power poles put on that thing. Uh, a shortage. <laughs> what can I say? How you doing? It's Wednesday, June the 1st. Can you believe it? We're already halfway through the year. Hard to believe. But we are. June 1st, summer officially, well, I know summer doesn't begin till toward the end of June, but, uh, what, 21st, I think, this year. But Memorial Day is usually the kickoff. Now, my wife and I, we did take some a little road trip here and there. Drove, drove up to the lakes and around. And, uh, yeah, people were, <laughs> were definitely in the water this weekend. Temperatures were nice. It's a beautiful weekend. The wind, that was about the only thing. Okay, my name is Mike again. This is Freight Broker TV. I am the lead consultant for Tautoy. You want to check us out at Tautoy, T-A-L-T-O-I dot com. It's June 1st. Today is Flip a Coin Day. Go Barefoot Day. Pen Pal Day. Flip a Coin. I remember uh, back when I was a kid. My daddy had a service station and people would come by and flip him for a Coke. Odds or evens. <laughs> pen pal day. Man, I haven't heard that in a long time. Do people even have pen pals anymore? I mean, you know, with Skype and everything like that, if you want to talk to somebody, it's not long distance. You just push a button and there you go. You're connected. But pen pal day. I had pen pals when I was a kid. I had a cousin I was a pen pal with, a friend of mine that uh, went to elementary school with, and they left, moved, moved, moved out of state, and we remained friends for a while till we each, it's probably me, not them, got tired of uh, writing. <laughs> but anyway, it is what it is. All right. Uh, Let's look at spot rates for a moment. Spot rates this week from last week. Van is up half a penny. Flatbed rates are up 1.2%. Oh, I said half a penny. I meant percentage. 0.5%. Van rates are up 0.5%. Flatbed 1.2%. 
refrigerated down 0.4%, spot rates uh, compared to last month. We're gonna. It looks like we're gonna end the month this way too. Van is down eight cents from last month. My last month being April. I know we're in June now, but we're talking about uh, when this was compiled. It was still May, so last month would have been April. Van rates are down eight cents a ga- uh, mile. Man, I'm just. I'm still in holiday mode. <laughs> Two seventy one uh, per mile. Flatbed up three cents. Per mile, 345. Refrigerated down 8 cents, down to 307. Topic of the day, we're going to be talking about why you carrier. If you're a trucking company, you want to pay attention to this. If you're thinking about becoming a trucking company at some point in the future, you want to pay attention to this. But uh, why a carrier should have a freight brokerage. If you don't have a freight brokerage, maybe you're missing the boat. Now, did you catch the uh, premier... This morning, morning coffee with Tautoa. Yeah, it's a new feature. I am your host. Uh, we started it this morning. A couple of two, three, four, five minutes every Monday through Friday morning. Starts at 6 a.m. Central Time. You can watch it on YouTube or you can uh, find it on your favorite podcasting app. Just do a search for morning coffee with Tautoa. Going to have a different topic focused on the uh, transportation industry each morning, Monday through Friday. Join me. Have a cup of coffee or tea, if the, that's your uh, thing. Something we're going to do today we haven't done in a while. Matter of fact, we'll get to that right now. What would you do? <clears throat> All right. All right. Here's the scenario. Now, what would you do? Let me explain. These are real-life scenarios that have actually happened. We're going to pose the problem, or the situation, whatever it may be. You can think about think about it, and uh, we'll tell you what we did, what we actually did. So... We had a full load of roofing. The load was picking up in Arkansas. It was going out to California. Load picked up fine, not a problem. A couple of two or three days later, we get a call from the uh, customer. And they had the strangest question that I can think of being posed to a broker (laughs) that question was hey we put a full load on that truck why did they deliver only half the load so the broker that was working the load they came into my office they said hey Mike uh, this is gonna be strange I know but here's the deal what what do we do I said, first thing, call the carrier. Call the carrier. Be as nice as you possibly can. And ask about the load. And if they don't come right out and tell you that, yeah, they delivered half a load, ask them why they only delivered half a load. But don't be threatening. Just ask. 
Now, you may be saying, well, why didn't you call them and just tear their head off? Well, because they still had half the load of roofing. Priority number one, first priority, get the load delivered. Take care of whatever you've got to do with the carrier or whatever the situation is after the load delivered. Don't don't go mucking up the waters before the load gets delivered. See what I mean? First priority is to the customer, get the load delivered. So the broker that was handling this load, they called the carrier. They were as nice as could be. And come to find out, the owner of this trucking company is who he talked to. And told him, yeah, we kind of had a dilemma. We had a situation rise. We had half a load of whatever it was going to New Mexico, and we really had to get that out there. So, we decided to take half the load of the roofing off, replace it with the other half load of whatever it was going to New Mexico, drop it off, and then take the uh, half a load of roofing out to California so they could get started on doing whatever they were doing, and we'd follow up with the other half load as soon as we could get it there. Craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. The broker handled it real well, just like they were supposed to. Okay, well, no problem. Just checking to see what was going on with it. We we had been asked by our customer what was going on. So, all right. When do you think you'll get the other half of that load out there? Oh, we should have it out there by the end of the week. Hmm. Conversation over. We were all shaking our heads like, what is this knucklehead thinking? First of all, there's a, uh, quite a few problems here. One, we contracted the truck. It was an exclusive. You know, it's not to share the load with another load. That's just, you just don't do that. You don't remove half of a load to put somebody else's load on that truck. It just, it boggled our minds. But our priority was still to get that load out there. Another thing you don't do, if you are a trucking company, if you take that load off, as long as the load is on the trailer, it's insured. But as soon as you take it off the trailer, guess what? No longer insured. We had to call our customer and explain to them the uh, mental lapse of this trucking company, this guy that this is an owner of the trucking company doing this stuff. He just, it just boggles our mind. We told him we... <clears throat> we're uh, <clears throat> monitoring it and it was supposed to be out there by the end of the week the rest of it as soon as it was we take care of it it did get out there by the end of the week and that's when the trucking company figured out you should never ever ever do this there were fines imposed imposed and, the, you know, delays, I mean, the load should have been there a week earlier, the full load, not just half of it. But there, there were penalties involved, and the Truckee Company learned a valuable lesson. Now, what would you have done? Remember, when, whenever you got a situation with a load and it's going south, 
and it's due to the carrier for whatever action they may or may not have taken for that load to cause the problem. Always remember, your number one priority is to get the load delivered. Then take care of whatever issue it was. Get the load delivered, then go back and do what you got to do. What would you do? We do that occasionally here on FBTV Podcast. We haven't done one in a while. This first time we got to see if we, we do ought to start doing those more because some of these are pretty interesting. But that's what would you do? Now, my name is Mike. <clears throat> Again, I'm the lead consultant for Tautoa. If you've been thinking about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, you can, uh, well, check out our website, Tautoa.com. We have packages up there that include in-depth training, placement, mentoring, consulting, the whole nine yards. We even have packages if you're starting a brand new freight brokerage. It includes everything from training all the way through a turnkey website for your broker operation. So keep that in mind. All right, having a birthday today. I tell you, this is a who's who of birthday today. If you're having a birthday, you're really in good company. Andy Griffith, born on this day back in 1926, Marilyn Monroe. Who would have thunk it? Her and Andy Griffith had the same birthday. Pat Corley, he was born on this day back in 1930. Name may not sound familiar to you. But if you remember the TV show Murphy Brown, the original, he was Phil, had the bar, Phil's. He was born in this state back in 1930. Remember the original TV show, The Equalizer? Edward Woodward, he was the original Equalizer. He was born on this state back in 1930. Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Drive Miss Daisy. The voice, you might as well say, Morgan Freeman, he's 85 today, born on this date back in 1937. Clavon Little, Little, Blazing Saddles, born on this date back in 1939. Powers Booth, he was born on this date back in 1949. The name may sound familiar to you. You can't place him, but uh, he was in uh, Nashville, Sin City, Sudden Death. He was, uh, I think he even played the, uh, 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 that, that, cultist, the cult leader, Jim Jones, the Kool-Aid, back uh, when that movie came out. Today in history, the first earthquake recorded, that's the key word here, first earthquake recorded in the U.S. Shakes Plymouth, Massachusetts, that happened back in 1638. And you may be saying, huh, East Coast, huh? I would have thought it had been the West Coast. Well, in 1638, nobody was on the West Coast yet. 1792, Kentucky became the 15th U.S. state. 1796, four years later, Tennessee became the 16th. On this date, back in 1925, Lug Gehrig starts in the first of 2,130 consecutive games. Now, if you're a comic book buff, this day's probably pretty special to you. This date, back in 1938... The very first Superman comic is issued. One year later, the first TV heavyweight boxing match between Max Bear and Lou Nova. Now that Max Bear, it may sound familiar to you. It's not Jethro Bodine. 
Okay, not from the Beverly Hillbillies. Max Bear, same Max Bear family, but Max Bear that uh, did the boxing match back in 1939, that was Jethro Bodine's dad. Anyway, Max lost to Lou by TKO at 1 minute 21 seconds in round 11 of a 12th round bout. This date back in 1971, it was the uh, final broadcast of the Ed Sullivan Show on CBS. Nine years later, in 1980, CNN signs on for the first all-news national TV service. So, quite uh, June 1st has been quite a day. I wonder why that is uh, for things happening. As far as birthdays, who knows? But uh, I've noticed that whenever we're talking about birthdays, some days we do these podcasts, and when we talk about a birthday or something... Really not uh, not a lot happening, but other days it's like it's a who's who list of people born on that day. All right, now this is kind of strange, but uh, <clears throat> why not? California approves a 15-hour minimum driver training requirement to obtain a CDL. California legislators have passed a bill requiring that entry-level truck drivers spend at least 15 hours in training behind the wheel to be eligible for a commercial driver's license. Okay. <laughs> what I'm getting at, and I may be wrong about this, but it seems like people going to these driving schools where you are learning how to drive, or you uh, have a permit, somebody's teaching you, well, I don't guess that can happen anymore. You got to be go go to a certified school, but it's probably built in. I would think somebody's getting a lot more than fifteen hours. But anyway, the California driver training requirement is more stringent than one adopted by the FMCSA back in December two, uh, 2016. This measure will ensure that drivers of big rigs and other large vehicles have the necessary experience to drive safely on our streets and roads by establishing a minimum 15-hour, a minimum number, that number is 15 hours, of behind-the-wheel training. That's Democratic State Senate Majority Leader Bill Moaning, if I'm pronouncing that right, that's what he said in his statement uh, last month, these stronger training standards will save lives. I have nothing against 15-hour minimum. I don't think it's a big deal at all. I think it's happening anyway. FMCSA uh, rule only requires that the training provider not issue a certificate to a driver until the driver has demonstrated proficiency in performing all driver skills. The 15 hours, I don't think that's an issue. Now, when I learned how to drive, I went to... Uh, I went to work for Harold Ives, cowboy, as he was affectionately known back then. And uh, went, went down there for two weeks to his training facility. Uh, he was training his own people. You didn't pay. You just got hired, and they sent you to training. Today, it's, what, five, $6,000, stupid money, whatever. I mean, hey, if you want to learn, learn. And why they've made it. Now, it's been my opinion that some of the best truck drivers were trained uh, 
by individuals, maybe relative, friends, something like that. Because they were out there in that truck getting real-life experience immediately. You know, they had to pass their written, but they were out there in that truck getting real-life experience. You know, not driving around the track. Not that anything's wrong with that. Not that, you know, because that's the way I did it. You know, you learn how to drive a truck at training school. You learn how to be a truck driver when you get out on the road. That makes sense? You know? But a uh, 15-hour minimum seems, uh, it sounds like somebody, again, making laws that's wouldn't know how to put a truck in gear or double clutch or floating gears if, if they had to. Not against the 15-hour uh, minimum, just think... What a waste of time to even have a law like that. But anyway, Arkansas takes measures to address CDL testing backlog. Apparently there is a backlog. I saw this on a local news channel the other day that also read about it. Uh, what, OIDA, owner-operator independent uh, landline, that's what it was. Anyway. The Arkansas Trucking Association says the wait to complete CDL testing in Arkansas is way too long, and I agree. The trucking group, in collaboration with the Arkansas State Police, is working to remedy the situation, citing staff issues coupled with a limited number of test sites. The state is facing a backlog of tests. Arkansas has six sites for potential CDL candidates to complete the skills portion of the test, depending on the testing site. Drivers are experiencing wait times after uh, the completion of written test of 16 days to over four weeks before taking the skills test. And I, 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 here I am talking about something I did 30 years ago. But uh, you, you, when, I, when I got my CDL, the way it worked, you went... You pass skills test. They give you an envelope with all the paperwork in it. Then you take that to your driving school or you had your learner's permit. If you were to hop on a truck with a friend or something, you had all the necessary paperwork. And you didn't go to take the test until you were ready to pass the test. You know, because there was pre-trip, uh, you, you did the skills, and then you did the actual driving. And when we got ready, all we did was show up that morning at the test site, get signed in, and when they called your name, you went out and did it. I guess they do it different nowadays. Anyway, the state uh, will begin using, or began, I should say, using the Saline County Fairgrounds yesterday, the last day of May, and, and will continue to do so for 45 days for overflow testing. I guess a lot of people in Arkansas taking getting their CDLs. Anyway, the Arkansas State Police is also considering the expansion of additional third-party testing options. The first step in that uh, process is already underway, they say.
the uh, ATA, Arkansas Trucking Association, tells Landline, that's the uh, Landline magazine that I saw a duplicate of this story, that state police are engaging with training providers who have previously expressed interest in becoming certified as third-party testers. That would take some load off, huh? Anyway, that is that. Now, let's talk about the topic of the day. What we brought up at the uh, beginning of this podcast was why it's a pretty good idea that a trucking company, a carrier, should have a freight brokerage. A lot of times, I'll get calls from a trucking company at Tautoa. Tautoa, by the way, I'm the lead consultant for Tautoa, if you didn't already know. Uh, we train and consult freight brokers, freight broker agents, help them get started in a career as a transportation provider. Uh, being a freight broker, obviously, we help trucking companies. We help trucking companies get their uh, brokerage going as well. But you can check all that out on our website, Tautoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. You can even call me if you have questions, 479 668 But it never fails. Uh, Rarely does a week go by that I don't take a call from a trucking company and they want to talk about getting or starting a broker operation. And more times than not, they're wanting to start a broker operation so they can get their own customers, which is dandy. That's, That's a good idea. You should have your own customers. But carriers should have their own broker operation. They should have the ability to broker freight. Now, you may be saying, well, why? They're a trucking company. And I've even seen posts on the Internet, and I've even heard from people saying it's illegal. A trucking company can't have a freight brokerage. Yeah, they can. Why, Why not? You just don't want to set up under the same corporation if you are a trucking company you've got you've got your uh, trucking operations set up you've got it set up under a corporation you want to set up your brokerage under a separate corporation you want the two to be separate liability issues the main reason you as a carrier would want to be able to broker freight is so you can broker your excess freight. Think about it. Schneider, JB, England, all the all the big companies, they have a freight brokerage division. Why is that, you think? Well, it gives them an additional stream of revenue. Now, I know a lot of you trucking companies out there, you're small. You're wanting to learn how to get your own customers. Well, why... Should I start a freight brokerage if I can't even get my own customers? Well, simply because during training, you're going to learn how to get customers. Okay, simple as that. Now, first thing you want to do, once you begin your broker operation, is focus, if you don't already have customers, is focus on finding customers for your brokerage that have loads that could go on your equipment. 
So if you got a flatbed operation, you want to focus on finding flatbed customers, drive-in, drive-in customers, refrigerated, so on and so forth. If you don't have your own customers yet, well, what you're going to be able to do with your broker operation is you're going to be getting customers that your trucking company is going to work with direct. You're not going to broker loads to your trucks, no. But now, as a broker with your own trucking company, you can knock on the door of a potential customer and say, hey, you know, we are a asset-based brokerage. We have our own trucks. That's going to help you get in the door. Now, the big benefit of having your own broker operation is so you've got your own customers. And if you are a trucking company that already has uh, your own customers, that, that's a plus. Now, all you have to do is say, hey, we're a full-service transportation provider now we also have a brokerage so anytime you have freight we're here to help so here's the uh, here's the deal maybe your truck is on the road or trucks whatever the case may be and your customer calls hey I've got a logo in for point A to point B you want to do it well if you have no trucks available what are you going to do you're going to have to say no can't do it you know sorry we don't have any trucks available that load is gone forever making money on that load is not happening the opportunity to make money on that load is gone because that customer is going to find somebody else however if you have a broker operation now you can tell the customer hey my, my I don't have any equipment available but I can broker, I can get a truck for that load, and you're going to give yourself the opportunity to make money on that load that you wouldn't have had otherwise. This is known as brokering your excess freight. See what I mean? Get an additional stream of revenue. But you're going to learn things that... Uh, you may not have known that's going to benefit your trucking operation as well. So if you've been thinking about it, yeah, take the step. You know, you can start out as a broker agent. You don't have to jump right out and get your own authority. You may want to. But first things first, uh, if you are getting your own authority, remember, set up a separate corporation for the brokerage. Totally separate. Uh, the, I said liability issues. The reason is, let's say one of your trucks involved in an accident, uh, damaged property, injury, whatever it might be. Should the trucking company get sued, well, your brokerage is a whole different operation. Can't be touched. See what I mean? And vice versa. So you keep the two separate. If you'd like to talk more about that, feel free to call me, 479-668-0838. If you've already made up your mind, that's what you want to do. Yeah, by all means, go to our website, taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Choose your package, and uh, we'll get you going. All right, what is going on in the world? Now, things you might want to know. <laughs> We all heard about the peanut butter recall. Jif. Jif. That's the uh, Jif. 
Mothers prefer Jeff. Isn't that the one? Anyway, Jeff Peanut Butter Recall has been expanded to include quite a long list of candy and snacks, obviously, that have peanut butter in them. The list is obviously too long to print out, but uh, we're being told that if you're at the grocery store, checkout line, C-store, to truck stop, whatever it is, look for the list there. And if you're a big Indiana Jones fan, we're just a year away. Indiana Jones 5 scheduled to hit theaters June 30th of 2023. How about that uh, Top Gun movie? <laughs> it's that you know that that thing's been in the can for what two or three, four years. They finally got it released, and uh, it. it, it made records this past weekend can't wait for it to get on paid tv or where i can buy it i don't go to theaters anymore cost too much i'm not going to spend 20 bucks to rent it either but anyway that's it okay one more time i want to remind you today morning coffee with Tautoa premiered I hope you find it, hope you watch it, hope you subscribe, give it a thumbs up. Matter of fact, subscribe to this as well if you're watching it on YouTube. Or hey, if you're listening to this podcast using your favorite podcasting app, yeah, by all means, uh, help us out. Subscribe, gives thumbs up, gives five stars, all that. Helps people find the podcast, helps people, helps support the channel. All right, that's going to wrap it up for uh Wednesday, June 1st, FBTV podcast. Every Wednesday and Saturday. Don't forget Saturday morning. This Saturday morning, it will be a video. Going to be out of town on Saturday. Going to take the RV out and the boat, I hope. So it will be uh, pre-recorded. But it will be available Saturday morning, 9 a.m. on YouTube. 9 uh, and probably 9 a.m. on the uh, podcast as well. So anyway, go have a good Wednesday. Unless you've made other plans, we will talk soon. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.